Let's open the Word of God this morning to Romans chapter 5. It's a pleasure to be in the house of the Lord with you this morning. I have mixed emotions about today. We're ending John 17. Are there four better chapters in the Bible than John 14 through 17? You say to me, Hebrews 1 through 4. What do you think about that, Pastor? Because you know that's my favorite book. I'd say John 14 through 17 has won the contest. Unbelievable spiritual content. The promises of the Lord Jesus Christ are precious indeed. And we want to rejoice in them today and understand them and lay hold of them by faith. Prayer is the most powerful thing you can do. And I've said this before, so that's not news, and you should know that from the Bible. Prayer is the most powerful thing you can do for someone. If you were able to find a verse that said, David had prayed for you, would that move you? It should move you, that David had prayed for you. What if, what if you found a verse that Solomon had prayed for you, or Hezekiah, who added 15 years to his life by prayer, had prayed for you? But what about the God-man Christ Jesus praying for you and praying for his Father to bless you and to make sure that you are with him for eternity? John 17, 24. It doesn't get any better than that. David has to hope that that prayer was made for him. He can't pray for us in a way that, like the Lord Jesus Christ did. The point I want to make before I look at a couple of verses and we pray is that Jesus is praying for us now. In the verses that we're going to look at, it speaks of his life and it speaks of his intercession. Intercession is simply another word for prayer as a go-between between two parties, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, there's the one party, I pray for them, which shall believe on the apostles. That's us. He's, he's an intercessor. And these verses you're familiar with, but I want to remind them... I want to remind you of them and the importance of Jesus Christ praying now. What's he doing in heaven? He's praying for us. Here we are, Romans chapter 5, verse 8. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than... Being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more, being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. So there's the phases of salvation right there in Romans 5, 8 through 10. You can see a couple different phases. There's the legal phase of Jesus dying for us. There's the legal phase of Jesus reconciling us. But there is his life that will save us from wrath. Because there's a day of wrath coming in which he will stand between us and it. That's the final phase. And he ever lives with his life there in verse 10 to save us by his intercession for us. Jesus is praying for us now. And we have a sample of that prayer in John 17. Look at Romans chapter 8. Over just a few chapters, Romans chapter 8. Someone might say, how about Romans 5 through 8? As four chapters in the Bible. 
Okay. John 14 through 17 are special. Romans 8, beginning at verse 34. Who is he that condemneth? Oh, that's a question. That's a rhetorical question. There's no one that can condemn us. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Amen and amen. Phases of salvation again. Verse 8, legal phase, Jesus died for us. I mean, verse 34. Verse 34, legal. In the first half of the verse, Jesus died and rose again for us. But in the second half of the verse, who is even at the right hand of God then, when Paul wrote it, and now, as I speak to you, who also maketh intercession for us. So who can separate us from the love of Christ? He laid down his life for us and died And now he's using his life for us, for intercession at the right hand of God. So who can separate us? And the answer is in verse 37, nay, no one can separate us. And this list of little things in life, what we can call speed bumps, like the Apostle Paul mocking death in the grave, are not enough. There's nothing that's enough. Jesus Christ has saved us to the uttermost. And we believe that. In all these things, we are more than conquerors. Now, it's one thing to be a conqueror. The Lord Jesus Christ has helped us conquer death. We're more than conquerors. We'll live forever. And there's been glory revealed to us that we're going to see today in this 22nd verse that's special indeed. And I trust for the Lord to bless us to see it clearly and to live it out in our lives. Jesus Christ prays for us even now as he prayed for us in John 17, just hours from his whole world crashing in on him as far as this earthly life was concerned. What a privilege and a blessing. Let us pray. Holy and righteous Father, we bow before thee this morning. We humble ourselves before thee this morning. We are nothing in the world, and we're less than nothing in your sight without your grace. But we thank thee, holy and righteous Father, that you chose us in Christ Jesus before the world began, that we should be holy and without blame before thee in love. We thank thee for thy everlasting love for us. We thank thee as our brother John Kent wrote, that we lay on the bosom of the Lord Jesus Christ by covenant before the world began, us chosen in him, our names in the book of life. We thank thee for the death and the resurrection of thy beloved son, thine only begotten son, who willingly took on a human body, laid down his life, and took it up again, for our redemption, 
Holy Father, we thank Thee and praise Thee. And we thank Thee today for His intercessory life at Thy right hand, continuing to pray and plead and reason with Thee. Though our salvation is certain, He shall make it certain because He's our surety, as the Bible tells us. We thank Thee that not only did He die and rise again, but yea, rather, and much more, He ever lives for us and shall save us from the day of wrath. Heavenly Father, we deserve the day of wrath. We deserve to drop into the bottomless abyss of the lake of fire. We deserve it. But we thank Thee through Jesus Christ our Lord for saving us. And today we have assembled to open Your inspired and preserved Scriptures, read them distinctly, give the sense and rejoice in our understanding of precious things revealed there. The things we ask for ourselves this day, we ask for those scattered sheep and scattered congregations with and without shepherds around the world. Bless them, Holy Father. Preserve our nation. Preserve our health. Continue to provide our needs. We thank Thee for our daily bread. We thank Thee for every good thing that we have. And we offer up our thanksgiving this morning. We thank Thee for the Holy Spirit. And we pray for a greater presence and power in us even today. We thank Thee for Thy Word. And we pray that You would open it to us today. That we might behold wondrous things there. We thank Thee for Thy merciful providence. In all the dots in our lives that You have brought us to this moment. Now, Father, please bless us that we might realize a blessing in these hours that we have together and go from this place better, better prepared to live out our religion before the world that the world may know that Thou didst send the Lord Jesus Christ and that we are His. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen.